Jesus answered and said to them, Even if I testify about myself, my testimony is true, for I know where I came from and where I'm going, but you do not know where I come from or where I'm going. And that is John chapter 8, verses 14. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Bridge Radio, and we're coming at you from the great state of Texas. I am your host, A.W. Varilla, and next to me, like always, the president of Bridge Ministry, Steve Den Hartog. What's up, everybody? Good to be with you again. And the Batman to my Robin, uh, my good friend, T.D. Does that make me Batman? No, that makes you, you Robin. You said the Batman to my Robin. The Batman? Okay, the Robin to my Batman? <laughs> he called me it. Batman. I'll okay, take it. That's fine. That's okay. I can humble myself. Well, uh, guys, uh, we have a special episode today. We It's a testimony. We haven't done one of these in a, 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 in a while. Hmm. Um, so we are looking forward to bringing on our good friend, Felix. Um, but before we begin, TD or Steve, let's get an update on the ministry. What's going on? <laughs> well, we got a lot going on here. Yeah. We got a lot of uh, Bible studies going on, like usual. Still working on... Uh, finalizing our uh, cohort for this fall and uh, just carrying on with uh, basically the same old same old very yeah. very exciting S- summers summers are nice here they slow down a little bit um, tend to have a little bit more traffic I think coming in it's just a good opportunity to uh, to uh, get to know some people and have some good conversations Um with regards to the cohort that we have coming up, if anybody is interested, make sure that you check out our website. We have a link now to Birmingham Theological Seminary. And uh, so you can go there, check out the cohort, and uh, come and talk with us if you're interested. We have some brochures that we can pass along with you. So it's, it's, it's a good opportunity for people who might be interested, not necessarily those looking to go into vocational ministry, but if you're just looking to get into God's word a little bit more deeply, it's a great opportunity. Yeah, for the laity is absolutely great as well. But if you're looking to go into full-time ministry, you can do that as well Absolutely, at uh, Birmingham Theological Seminary. But if you're looking to just get a certificate, you can spend, uh, I believe, a year in certain tracks yep. and uh, get a certificate and just become a little bit more familiar and more knowledgeable on some things. Uh, uh, as far as theology and other topics but uh yeah absolutely please if you are interested make sure that you stop by or uh here at bridge and steve would be more than happy to talk to you about it we had actually the president ike reader on podcast episode number 200 very good conversation with ike reader you can tell that it's not just theology he cares about but the spiritual formation of, of students that go through the seminary so highly encourage you to check out that it's podcast number 200 yeah, and I can personally say that, you know, going through, uh, the, I, I went for a little bit here in the in the fall, got to experience a little bit, uh, just some really good professors, some good things, so um, I'm looking to get back into it, so please go check out. Also, the app. Mm, the, app. the app, yes. Come on, bring it. Yeah, so with the app, we will be doing um, uploading book reviews. Um, that should be going up, and you should be able to see some soon. Um, we're excited to do book reviews because we are a bookstore and um, you'll see me, you'll see Steve, you'll see other familiar faces if you live here locally, but books from theology to Christian living to men books, women's books, um, parenting. I think even parenting, even recommending certain study Bibles. Um, we are a bookstore, so we do want to push that out. Um, sermons, um, 
podcast yep. episodes, events that we have going on, our Bible studies, etc. Yeah, anything that just has to do with Bridge, please go out, go and check out the app, and everything will be updated, updated there. And also, if God puts it in your heart to give, guys, please use our app. It's the easiest way to give uh, to the ministry, no matter where you are in the world. We have a worldwide audience. So, again, if God puts it in your heart to give to the ministry and the work of the Lord here in a border town for the people of Laredo and the people to Mexico, Central America and South America. Uh, guys, we would, we will take anything, a dollar, you know, 50 cents, anything uh, for the ministry. Cause we are, we, we want to do, do a lot here. And, you know, one of the things that we have going on, we have, uh, we got to print uh, the book that we got published. So again, if you guys want to give to that, also we're looking to bring more help down to, uh, to bridge to help out Steve so Steve can concentrate on other things here in the ministry, kind of relieve him from some of the administration work. And, you know, again, it costs money to bring people down here. Uh, so, again, we'll take anything, guys, you know, a dollar. And I really mean that. We'll take a dollar. Mm-hmm. It all cents. helps. Yep. And, if and, you, and you guys put on a recurring uh, giving. That's the best way mm-hmm. for us to plan yes. and budget for the future so again whatever reports in your heart and a huge part of your donation goes to our annual conference that we do and we have that spanish conference coming up november 11th um you can see it on the events part of our app or go to our website bridgemanlaredo.org um we're able to do things like that because of our financial partners so that's it's a huge blessing um, for partnering with us financially and just praying for us as well yes and again for our local audience and our worldwide audience for our spanish-speaking community if you like our spanish conference is coming up rapidly five months guys november 11th at uh texas international university tamiu here locally uh, we're going to have some uh, local pastors and we're going to the topic is going to be complete in him completo in el so again please sign up get your uh tickets now so again that we're able to plan accordingly uh don't wait last minutes to get those all right well guys uh today we're gonna be doing a testimony with our good friend felix felix is a national guardsman right who uh started coming into bridge um he is he's part of the bridge family mm-hmm. uh he he he's been a blessing to to get to know and um but we can we can uh, we can cover uh, uncover all this in uh uh in the podcast today but um but uh yeah so felix welcome to bridge radio for the first time hi there <laughs> good afternoon thank you for having me yeah we're we're super excited so um, we, we like to begin our podcast and we ask this to all our, our, um, uh, authors and guests share to us how the Lord drew you to saving faith. Absolutely. So, uh, just like verses in the Bible, right? I, I think it's always important to get the, a proper context, uh, of where a verse is pulled from, hmm. right? And sometimes that means going back a few verses, going forward a few verses, looking at the the topic of the chapter, and in some cases, the topic of the Bible, the book in the Bible that you're reading. And so I'm going to start a little earlier to uh, kind of set up uh, where the, the Lord decided to, uh, to, to, take, to take a very forefront place in my life. Uh, 
as of right now, I am a 24-year-old. I was born and raised in Houston, Texas. Cypress, Houston, Texas, for those of you who are familiar with Houston. I was raised by two parents, uh, my mother and my stepfather, for all intents and purposes. My stepfather is my father. Uh, he raised me um, from a very early age. Uh, I had everything a kid could want um, in the 21st century. I had plenty of video games, plenty of food, uh, and unlimited access to the internet. You know, whatever pros come with that, there are also cons. You know, my, my parents were very hardworking people, very hardworking people. If, if there's one thing I, I remember for sure is that they worked very hard to, and you hear this before, you know, from people who, who grew up in uh, rougher situations, they wanted to provide for their kids uh, with what they didn't have as children. You know, they weren't Christian, um, but they had that set, that mindset in, in place. And so with that being said, uh, they were always working. So I, I was most of the time left to my own devices. You know, I, I, uh, I was exposed to pornography at a very early age, um, six or seven years old. And with unlimited access to an internet, I was given a laptop also at a very young age. Um, well, you know, that, that, uh, that played a very big part of my life. Mm. Um, when I was seven years old, I was prescribed Adderall. I uh, bounced around a lot in class. And the teacher didn't like that. And at the time, you know, the, the thing to do was to, to put your kid on, on some form of medication to sit him down. I, I always liked uh, entrepreneurship. I, I remember as a kid, we would take family trips to Mexico. And I, I, I noticed uh, the prices of candy, of snacks, were significantly cheaper in Mexico than in the U.S. So I would buy tons of those. I'd ask my, my mom, hey, can, you, can I borrow some money for this I can pay you back um, and I would bring them to school and, and I'd sell them sell them during lunch during the cafeteria or I'd go to like Party City and uh, wholesale candy buy, buy wholesale candy and do the same thing hmm. um, so early on um, again no no Christ in my life um, very a very secular way of living you know I was never yeah, I'll, I'll get to that so I'll fast forward to high school the natural way all that played out, right? So, so as a kid, some of it good, some of it not so good. Um, a lot of the bad overcame the good. All right, by this time, I was, uh, was very, very unambitious. Um, I, I, was, I was really sick of the Adderall. Uh, it really had an effect on my mind that, uh, I'd say like zombie. I was like a zombie walking around. All this is going on in your life earlier on. When was that moment, though, when God got a hold of you? Oh, this would be years later. So let's, years let's, later. let's get to there, and then we can backtrack a little bit. Okay. So when was the point in your life that God broke you down? You're a child of mine. You belong to me. Can we, can, can we, can we go there real quick? Absolutely. So we would fast forward to December 8th, 2019. Um, I am at this point living alone in downtown Houston. Uh, I, I moved from the suburbs into the city to uh, be my own king, so to speak. You know, I got really tired of having to follow rules I didn't, I didn't care for. Um, I really wanted to do my own thing. At this point, I was, I was very heavily uh, into drinking, smoking weed, um, doing other illicit drugs. I was abusing Ambien at the time. I... 
And that's a sleeping drug, right? Yes, yeah. it's uh, it's like a muscle tranquilizer. It's okay. it's more like uh, like your your body is being put to sleep rather mm-hmm. than you you going to sleep yourself. I was doing a lot of drugs during this time. I was living alone. I was obsessed with a with a girl and girls in general. Um, I was sleeping around all the time. Uh, and you were going to school at this time, right? You were at this point. I was I was still trying to to go to school. I was okay. I was doing classes. It was uh, definitely at the bottom of my priority list. Um, the priority list would go something like girls, drugs work because I need to pay for for everything hmm. and then 20 different like things that that don't even matter and then school would be somewhere there at the bottom of the barrel and uh, I was just in a bad place in 50 different ways I was I was in a bad place and one day you know I, I didn't know the Lord right I, I didn't grow up in a Christian household um, but these these words came out of my mouth I uh, I was laying in bed on December 8th 2019. Uh, and I just started crying. I, I had never cried that hard before. Um, I had never felt that much uh, emotion. And uh, and I and I just started talking to God. I said, God, why? Like, what? What is this? This isn't. So, did you believe that there was a God, or you were just like? Did I, you? I didn't. I never. Wow. It's it's not. I wouldn't call myself an atheist. I never. I never professed to to claim there was no God. That's okay. that's silly. How would I know something like that? Right. Yeah. Um, but I just started talking. Like, I was a very irrational person yeah. um, back then. I didn't think much of these things. You know, I, I just didn't think of God. Yeah. Um, but what through I was being uh, exposed to during this time of my life, just all sorts of uh, strange things. I, I did a lot of research online. I, I even fell into a bout of anti-Semitism for a while. Um, really? a, lot, a lot of very different lines of thinking. It's wow. a very, very complex yeah. road how, how god decided to uh so, so reel me in wow so so at this point you're you're talking to what you think is a higher being but not growing up in the church or know anything anything about that right so as you're having this conversation with yourself with with god or whatever's going on what what changed i um i and i think it's in the words that i said you know i i didn't I didn't. I didn't know the Bible. I didn't have the Bible. I didn't know what the Bible said. But but when I look back at this moment, I think it's very interesting that the words that came out of my mouth, um, I, I confessed my sin without knowing what confessing sin was. You know, I told God, God, I'm I'm a I'm 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 in degeneracy. I'm I'm living a life not worth living. I'm a liar. I'm a fraud. I, I keep I keep posing to everyone, including my family, like I know what I'm doing. Um, I'm letting my pride get in the way. I'm, I'm not living a life worth living. This is not the life I. I'm, 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 what am I doing? Yeah. And I, and I, and I said, God, I'm going to kill myself. I said, God, I'm going to kill myself. I've dug a hole so deep and I can't climb it out. I can't climb out of it. I said, Jesus. And then I, and I finished with Jesus Christ saved me. Hmm. I, again, I didn't know what I was saying, right? This is just, I'm crying and this is coming out of my mouth. Yeah. And, uh, the following day, um, I had just gotten home from class. I, uh, sprinted to my balcony to to smoke weed as absolutely soon as possible to evade all my responsibilities you know such as taking care of my home um doing my homework taking my dog out um i i was i was so evasive of of any form of responsibility at this time in my life yeah you 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 cry out to christ save me and then you're going back and forth 
where where do you slowly start so things start changing in your life uh, obviously there are some things in your life that you're still struggling with and where 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 are you as you know like are you reaching out to anybody lord save me where where was that point where you're like i know this to be true i know that my life is yeah changed so now. so so the following day on december 9th 2019 i um something changed something changed in me uh you know, at the time, I, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. You know, I, at this time, I was I was also very angry. I was a very angry guy, um, but I blamed everything, everything besides myself. Right? It was the world. It was my parents. It was society. Mm. It was the education system. Uh, it's these video games. It's these drugs. You know, it's 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 so invasive to to my own uh, acknowledging my own fault. But something changed this day. Uh, I, I remember. Um, walking into my apartment. My apartment was filthy. I, I didn't take care of myself. You know, um, there was trash everywhere, roaches, um, dirty clothes, uh, dirty dishes. I'd lived here, right? Yeah. This is a scene that I'd seen every single day of my life. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of the reasons why I would run to the balcony because the roaches can't get me there. Um, but uh, I walked into my apartment and, and something was different. I was, I was angry, as usual. Right. As I had always been. But but I was I was aware of how angry I was. Mm. And it was it was weird. It was different. And uh, I remember look, looking at my own hands and going, I'm, I'm angry. <laughs> Why am I so angry? Which is kind of crazy. Just just knowing you now, like knowing him, I know that you were an angry person. Oh, very angry. Like I can't like I can't even see you like, you know, display that as I. I've gotten to know you over the years. Um, it's something that I that that God has had to. God's really done a, a big change in my life and on working on that with. But I was a, a very angry person. Wow. Um, so I, would, I would smash things. I'd break things. I was very mean and, and with my words. But something was different this afternoon. Um, I looked around and I saw all the filth and. Uh, and, and something clicked in my head. I couldn't. I couldn't stop saying, "Oh my! Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God!" Yeah. And uh, you know, I got to to my bedroom and I saw my dog that had been locked up and I hadn't taken care of. And uh, and I, I fell to my knees, and and I and I all of this I'm saying out loud. I said, "Oh my God! It's me! It's me! I'm so sorry." I'm, I, I, I buckle down, I fall to my knees and I, and I start crying and apologizing to God for everything, who I was and what I had done and everything that I was doing and the life that I was living. Wow. And, and, I, and I said, God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And, uh, and, and in the next moment, uh, I, I, can only, I can only call it, call it uh, in, maybe intuitive is the closest word I can get to it, but it's as if the warmest feeling of... of comfort uh, overcame me while I was there on the ground akin to to, to yeah. Jesus coming down from heaven and giving me a hug yeah. and and from that point on uh, I knew three things I knew that there was a God I knew that his son was Jesus Christ and that Jesus Christ lived and I was forgiven yeah and if you had asked me what any of that meant I wouldn't have any idea yeah but but I had to, I, I knew that and I had to tell everyone hmm. I had to tell everyone those three things. Wow. So what precipitated, like, the night before when you were in bed acknowledging, you know, your your sin and uh, 
crying out to God. Was there anything before that that precipitated that? Did you hear a message from somebody? Had you seen something on on uh, the internet? The uh, the in my mind at this point everything's obscure. My mind's all over the place. I think it's because of the drugs. I'm not sleeping very well either during this point. I, I have an old journal from this time period, and and I I have I have timestamps of when I would write, and I'd see two a.m., four a.m. Uh, 3 a.m. And, and I knew that's not the type of schedule I work. That was just me not sleeping. Um, but during this time uh, in particular, uh, nothing prompted me to to say those words other than scattered facts and, and my own sin being in my face. Wow. Um, I had just, uh, I was in one of my lowest, lowest places of life. Um, and it was just absolutely embarrassing, hmm. you know, and, and I was so fat during this time too. I was pushing 260 something pounds which for my height is like it's it's not good um, no muscle whatsoever and and it's so obvious that I'm angry you know it's 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 unavoidable I can no longer avoid what's right in front of me at the same time I, I had been doing tons of, of weird research on the internet um, again I fell into anti-semitism uh, so the only the only contention the only thing rather I knew of Christ was that these these Jewish people killed uh, had Christ put on a cross. <laughs> Why'd they do that? Why'd they do that to him? What, Who what, is this guy? What did you know about Jesus though? I, I heard you cry out to him, but what did you know about? Christ? I didn't know a single thing about him. So you just knew that there was this guy named Jesus. There's this guy named Jesus that that was killed on a cross, and that's all you knew. And then, and then these, these group of people for, for the rest of human history were, were persecuted for whatever reason. Yeah. So you didn't grow up like going to church once in a while or... I, I'd say the, the amount of times I, we, my, my family attended a Catholic church were, were maybe could all fit on a handful. Hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my father um, called himself a Catholic, so we, we didn't practice, right? We didn't go to church consistently. It was whenever, you know, the, the Lent season was there or, or maybe we were visiting family on Christmas and there was some sort of, of, of compelling um, that, that they felt. But other than that, no, there was nothing about it. We didn't have a Bible. As far as I know, we didn't have a Bible in the home. I think my father kept one in his drawer that he, I don't even know if he read it. Um, but no, there, I didn't grow up in a, I got kicked out once of, uh, I think my father tried to put me in Sunday school at a, at a Catholic church when I was seven or eight years old, but I, I couldn't stop laughing. I remember that. I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. And uh, they really weren't happy with that. But yet the Lord used that very cursory understanding of realizing that there is a God, there is a person named Jesus, and through that brought a conviction of the reality of sin into your life, even though you had really not been discipled by whatsoever means, you didn't really have an understanding even of the gospel. No, it sounds like. no, I, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> no, I didn't know any of it. I, I, if you had, again, if you had asked me, you know, so what does it mean that, that you're forgiven? I, I don't, I don't know, but God forgives me. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and if you accept, you know, if you, if you believe, right, if you, if you ask him to help you, he, he, he can forgive you too. Yeah. I want to, I want to backtrack a little bit here as you, you just told us all that. I want to backtrack to your childhood a little bit. Uh, you said you were a really angry person. What do you think that anger was stemmed from? Uh, you had a stepfather, 
I, you know, real dad not in the picture. Um, what uh, what was angry just about your whole existence till the point that you're calling out to Christ? Oh, if, I was sad. Okay. It, 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 the reality is, my my anger was me uh, expressing how how I, I transmitted expressing being sad. Okay. You know, I I wasn't. Uh, I, I in in the household that I grew up in, right? I had all my physical needs met. That's as far as I went, though. Yeah. I I couldn't. I never even even to this day. I, I really really struggle with um, speaking to my stepfather to to share sharing my emotions and and how I feel about things and okay and uh, you know I, I never I never had that opportunity to really ex- express my my emotions. Yeah. I didn't I didn't have that. Yeah. And uh, I was always very sad. I was a very sad kid, but but. I'm not allowed to be sad, and I don't know how to be sad, so it would always translate to being angry. So as you're, so as you're, so you're you're feeling sad, and that sadness turns into ag- anger. What was, and 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 again, I just want to ask these questions because there's possibly somebody listening to this that are feeling the same thing, and I want to get into just what you're feeling when you're with that sadness, right? We have that sadness that turns into anger. Anger. What were you sad about? If you're able to articulate that, so. The anger is coming from the sadness, but what was that sadness, if you were able to just kind of express that? I, I felt perpetually alone. Okay. Um, even as a kid, mm. you know, as, as a... I, I remember being seven years old, feeling alone. I, I, I felt like I was on an island. Mm. Um, even with all your physical needs being met. Oh, yeah, I was... I was living in a, in a soundproof room built inside of our garage, mm. um, just away from the family, uh, left to all my own devices. And I mean that literally, I had so many video game consoles and, and technology. Um, I, I almost never, my, my family was gone working most of the time, but even when they were around, I was, I was right. doing my own thing. Um, and uh, I, I felt that that translated also with um, my school life, um, I felt I, I never felt like I, I fit in. I never felt like there was anyone that I could really talk to. I don't think anyone ever. I, I felt as though no one could understand me. And and at the same time, like I don't have anyone to talk to at home. I don't have anyone to talk to at school. I just I, I there was no one to talk to but myself. And I was very mean to myself. Mm. Very mean to myself. Did you have any siblings or step siblings at all? I had an older uh, brother, um, okay. step brother. Okay. Um, he's uh, about six years six years older than me. Mm. And I had a younger sister who was six years younger than me. So, uh, so as far as the communicating communication gap, um, it was very hard to connect with both of them. Yeah. Um, We were all very, very different people from each other as well. Um, and, and I think the, the emphasis on, on, I can only say this in hindsight, there, there was a real lack of, of Christian values in the house that translated, um, not very well. So you, as a seven-year-old, understood that you felt alone, and that made you really sad at such a young age. Wow. Um, the only connection I, I had emotionally that I could translate to was was through the pornography, because that felt good. And you know that 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 was a feeling. You know that that could be produced in that, that situation. Yeah, I don't even know what that even like at such a young age to be able to expose be exposed to those image like yeah i don't know what that does to 
to your development in your brain and the things that those yeah and, so. I, and I was addicted to it I mean yeah. I mean I remember I have distinct memories of being 12 years old um, staying up well past midnight on on uh, in these in these rooms talking to like real life women who were like adults you know doing unfortunately whatever they do right yeah and uh, and and for me that was normal. For me that wasn't like whoa, that's that's way off course because that was the life that I that I that's what I had going on yeah. in my life. So, so you're battling all this sexual stuff because of these images you've been exposed to, not knowing whether you were a heterosexual, homosexual, or just bi in general. What did what did all that start? Just kind of. Uh, coming to a conclusion now that you're in Christ that, you know, or before, like, where you're like, you know, I'm not gay. I just, you know, I tested the waters or whatever, and this is not who I am. It, it would take uh, a few months, I'd say half a year after that moment, um, in December 9th in 2019. Um, it would it would take quite a few key uh, events in my life, very dramatic events to to, to First off, forgot to thrust me into into buying a Bible and and actually reading it, and to understand what His Word and, and what His plan was and and the things that He considered right and considered wrong. Yeah, and and because I was so vulnerable at the time to to just desperately needing some form of shepherding, some some leading, I I, I ate every single word. Yeah. I, I I I believed it. I yeah. believed it, yeah. and and with that, you know, I. I I, I became uh, and and my old my old friends thought I was I was being real self righteous right because they didn't understand they didn't have Christ but I but I was like I can't be doing this anymore I can't be doing that anymore this is yeah. wrong we can't be doing this <laughs> you got to change you need God and I was I was I was so gung ho um, at that point in time because it was it was life giving so let's fast forward when did you start reading your Bible when did you start all this is happening and you're reading your Bible and this is wrong, this is wrong, like, where where are you at in your life? Are you in Houston still? Where where are you at this point? Uh, at this point, we're, we're in the middle of the COVID pandemic. Okay. Um, 2020. Uh, I, I'd say a good place to, to drop down is in uh, April, April through May 2020. At this point, I'm out of work um, because I'm living downtown, which means I, I have a, a job downtown. Um, well, I had a job downtown. Yeah. And uh, I worked at a salon. Um, something that uh, most for the most part people are very hands-on with each other and that is a no-go you know within the 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 county of uh, the Harris County yeah um, so my job was was closed I was at a work for a while uh, once again uh, left to my own devices and uh, God really used this time to to in in one sense let me do my own thing but on the other sense, to absolutely convict me every every second of it. Yeah. Um, so I, at this point, I had, I had I had just bought a Bible. Um, I had a few very very peculiar run-ins um, doing the drugs that I was doing. You know, something was was very different. You know, the the the, the sin the sin was now sin. The sin was now known to be sin, right? And because of that, it tasted different. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, at first, I really tried drowning out the, the Holy Spirit. I know that for sure, looking back. I wouldn't have called it the Holy Spirit because I wouldn't have known that. But but I 
man, what's this voice in me telling me all the things I'm doing is wrong? I can't stand this. He, he illumined your mind. <laughs> oh, and, and, and I simultaneously couldn't stand it, but was I, I kept getting drawn back to God's word. I'd crack it open. No matter where I'd open it up, I, I could open in like in like Second Samuel in some random place. And, and God would be right there saying, hey, hey, you need to fix this in your life. Every, every, every page of the Bible was convicting me wow. in every way, every little thing. Anything I did, if I if I pulled up an article on my phone, it would somehow point back to God, and 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 he was it was like a, a total takeover of my mind and my my soul. Did you ever did you have anybody actually mentoring you or discipling you through this? I mean, I know it's COVID, so it's hard to get together with people, right? <laughs> yeah. But did you have anybody? Were you going to a church anywhere? Um, what was that like? Or was this just all on your own? Just the conviction that. I should be reading the word, but still kind of, I don't want to, but every time I do, the Lord is convicting me. What did that look like for you? So, um, there's a few reasons why I could, I can say this is the situation, but I, I would be pretty much alone in the walk, uh, for, for two years mm-hmm. after, after wow. I was initially saved. It wouldn't be until, uh, December. No, it'd be a year, December, 2020. Um, where I would I would run into someone who would invite me to church, and, and that was the first time that ever happened. And uh, and I'm telling you, I I came from a real strong place of ignorance. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't I didn't know. Again, you know, I'm reading the words of the Bible, and I'm getting convicted left right of my sin. But as far as like the fellowship stuff and all that, it's like, oh, what does that mean? You know, I I I, I saw that to like, well, we need to meet up with other Christians and and talk about this book, and that's mm. as far as my my knowledge went. You know, I, I wasn't aware of church bodies. Wow. Um, I had a distinct distrust of man in general, um, of of the the quote unquote organized religion aspect of it, because in my mind there was there was something that was right, but there was also something that was really wrong in in what I would observe. Mm. Um, but of course I, I couldn't put my finger on it because I wasn't there, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't actually there to understand what I was seeing other than, than being too spooked to, uh, partake in that. So for a while I'd, I'd be alone during that time period. I didn't have anyone mentoring me. Um, there was another man in my life who, uh, who, you know, grew up Catholic, um, who I, I had looked up to at the time, um, until I started following Christ hmm. until I started reading the Bible. And going, hey, uh, uh, it says here, um, such and such um, is not something that you're supposed to be doing. And in fact, God really frowns on that. Mm. And I, I kind of noticed that that's something we do like every day. Um, you know, what are we doing? Right. This, this is God's word. Right. And he hated it. Oh, he couldn't stand it. He couldn't stand me constantly talking about God's word and, and bringing us back to what the word said. And, and oh, he was wow. someone that would have professed to have known God, right? Oh, I, I know what it says. All right. I, my, I, I was taught this when I was a kid. I was like, <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't know that. So I want to talk about it with yeah. you, you know? Um, you know, I, I would do the same with all, all my old friends at the time. Suddenly I was aware that we were being really, really mean to each other. You know, that was kind of the dynamic, you know, there's, I think there's a distinct difference between like, you know, poking fun with each other in mm-hmm. a, in a, in a light, playful manner. And, and then there's outright like, oh, you're just being mean right now. You're just kind of cutting me down. Because of just you asking questions, how you're living out and your faith in there. Generally, that's just, just how we interacted with each other. Okay, we were it. just mean to each other. Oh, okay. And that's, and that's how we thought like, that's just how you interact with us. That's yeah. how you interact with people. And uh, when I started following Christ, you know, 
um, I started I started saying like, hey, I don't want to I don't want to talk like this anymore. I don't want to yeah. be like this. And uh, and very quickly, God, God, the more I pushed into His word, the more separation there was from from a lot of people and a lot of situations. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't be until 2020. Uh, I, I moved again during COVID. Um, God, God is just convicting me left and right, and and so I, I decide to to move to a different city. Uh, to a different town to just start fresh to to do something different because I, I feel like I've tainted the water in Houston um, it's a big city it's a very big city <laughs> and, I, and I was in all the wrong parts yeah all, all the parts you know in in my mind for a while Houston couldn't have been redeemed mm, yeah. um, it took me a really really long time to get out of the mindset that hey man like the so where are you working at at this point when you're thinking that you want to move or get out of Houston uh, the 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 well has been poisoned this is not a good place for my mind okay. not a good place for my soul um, it felt like a trap. It felt like I, I was running a, a, I felt like a, a rat running on a wheel. Hmm. Um, you know, not in the sense that, man, you can't be having a job and, and, you know, working for the man. But yeah. I meant more so like a spiritual wheel or it's like, yeah. like I'm not growing here and there's something wrong and, 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 and I need to get out of here. And so, uh, I moved to college station along with three other friends from Houston. Okay. Um, to start a business. Okay. And we started a business um, called Texas Freedom Gardens. We were we were going to teach people how to grow their own vegetables because <laughs> I think that's what the Lord wants me to do. I, I was utterly convinced. Um, and during that time, uh, I started a, a weekly Bible study, not only for us, but for the entire neighborhood block and anyone who wanted to come because we needed accountability. I was very, I was very strong headed at the time. Yeah. And I, and I, and I told him like, we're not going to be here and we're not going to just do this thing without reading God's word. Like we need it. We yeah. need God's word. You know, and at this point I don't know where the other three were in their walk. Right. Got it. I was so in my own way. I couldn't, I couldn't see past it other than I need God's word and I know we all need God's word. So we're going to do it. Um, and that's when I, that's the, those were the first seedlings of like, all right, I'm not just doing this alone. Yeah. Now there's there's some form of, of a community reading it together. Got it. Now if I tell you the type of Bible study it was, it's not really a Bible study. Yeah. We're gonna go sit in a room and we're gonna read the Bible together. Yeah. And we're gonna talk about it. I mean, hey, God's word <laughs> is God's word. Power, yeah. And, exactly. and, it, and it, it was, accomplishes <laughs> what He intends it to accomplish. It. it <laughs> oh man, that right. was a crazy time in my life. Why? Why? Why was that a crazy time? Because I, I was I was being I was being split in half. There was there was this this life giving word from God. There there once again there's there was a God. Yeah. Right. And and his if if he is God, which he is God again, there was nothing that could shake that conviction in my mind. Yeah, his yeah. his word is to be followed and trusted, and his yeah. son is to be followed and trusted. One hundred percent. You know it to be true because yes. you're saved, and this is true. Everything everything that's that I'm reading here. True, and now, true, true, true. And now it's being read consistently. I'm yeah. I'm reading it consistently. And yeah. now I'm shown every single week all the million ways I'm such a hypocrite and I'm doing all the things wrong. <laughs> and oh no, I need a change. Yeah. And and I was being torn at the seams. Yeah. I, I had at the same time had simultaneously fallen even further into sexual sin. Yeah. Um, while while trying to lead a Bible study, yeah, mm-hmm. and and it was just the, the the nastiest feeling I'd ever experienced. Yeah, it, I was I was growing, I was losing my mind. Yeah, and uh, and I and and God had convicted me that I needed to choose a side. Yeah, this, what I was doing was not going to last. Yeah, 
Choose life or death, huh? That's exactly how it came by. I, I had to choose life or death. And if I had chosen death, my death was guaranteed. Yeah. So, so. So what happened? Yeah. <laughs> you're just like suspenseful here. Where else could I go? <laughs> yeah. So Where else could I go? You, so chose, you chose life, but he, flesh that out. What did yeah. that look like? I, um, or the Lord brought you to the point where you chose life. And meant it, repent. And, and brought you to that It meant to, to repent place. of my sin. Yeah. To confess not only to him the things I was doing wrong, but to make an open confession to the, the people I was sinning against, even mm. secretly. Mm. You know, um, sexual sin's a very, very dirty thing. Yeah. I, I ruined friendships because of because of lust, because of images. Yeah. And um, God had, had taken over once again. Yeah. This is this is what you have to do. And and I had no choice. It was either continue living the lie of, of sin and, and keeping things to myself or, or letting letting the letting letting the lie come to the light and, and and being exposed and being shown not only to God who I really was and the things I was really doing, but to be shown to the to the world. Yeah. To the people around me. I had to be exposed. So you're sitting in college station while still leading a Bible study, struggling with sexual sins, um, doing the gardening business. Obviously, you're here, so that fell apart <laughs> at some point. Um, yeah. So how do you go from College Station now to being down here in Laredo? Because there's another component to this that we're going to get into, how bridge played a role in your life, because uh, I think that's important because that's how I know you. Uh, and you know Steve and TD, but uh, what brought you now to Laredo? All these things are happening. Is there, unless there's there's some more things that are going on in College Station that you think might be relevant to your testimony, but um, we're going from there to wherever else you might have gone. Uh, I don't know if you went somewhere else in Texas or somewhere else in the country. I'll fast track a little bit. Okay. So um, I confessed my sexual sin. It did not go well. It did not go well. People were disgusted with me, uh, the things that I was doing. Um, naturally so, right? Don't blame them. Um, business was taken from me. Um, re, re, uh, retitled. Uh, what, what's it called when you when you make it an LLC? Um, it got incorporated. It it got DBA. It it uh, it was re-registered under other uh, people's names uh, that did not include my name. Oh, okay. Um, so the business was was no longer our business. Okay. Um, and I was I was left on the outside of that, okay. which you know, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I, I went to the wilderness that December and uh, I just I just I said, God, I'm, I'm yours. Okay. I'm yours. Uh, there's nowhere I can go. There's there's nowhere to run. Um, you have full control. So and go ahead. And uh, during this time, um, I had begun leaving the house uh, to to go to uh, this coffee shop, this coffee shop. Um, where a man, a young man, uh, would see me reading uh, "City of uh, City City of God" by uh, Saint Augustine. Um, didn't know what I was reading, but I loved it. Uh, didn't really understand it, but I loved it. How did you even get a hold of that book? <laughs> I don't know why I had, <laughs> I had. I bought that. I bought the book because I. I was trying so desperately to understand something that I didn't understand, and 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 I, I don't know why. I don't remember the context of why I came across that book, but I was deep into that book. Yeah. I, I was relating to it with the history aspect of it. I remember that because I was very much so into Roman history as well during this period of time. But that's that's a sidetrack, you know. So you're sitting in this coffee shop, you know, reading Saint Augustine, and yeah, and this man comes up to me 
Okay, he sits next to me because every single other other seat in the coffee shop is taken. So I sit up at this bar, and this man sees me reading this thick book I don't understand, and he goes, "Hey, man, what are you reading?" This kind guy. I'm like, "Oh, it's City of God by Saint Augustine," and he's like, "Oh, cool. What's it about?" I go like, "Ah, oh, you know, it's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Yeah. You know, I, I couldn't have pinpointed what it was about." Yeah, yeah. And uh, long story short, he he asked me for my testimony up until that point, and and all of this had just taken place. I mean, within a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, let me tell you. Thank you for asking. And he invites me to his church. It's a it's a Baptist church. And uh, it was the first time I, I someone had really reached out to me and invited me to, to a service. And I went, oh, absolutely. Mm. And uh, I, I loved every second of it. I loved the teaching of the word, the fact that they were going into detail about what certain things meant. They were explaining it, put a, putting a historical context. I also got to worship. I had never gotten to worship God before in, in, in song and... Mm. Oh, it was so life-giving. Uh, I fell in love with, with going to church and, and, and talking to people about Christ uh, and going to that coffee shop. That coffee shop would play a vital role in my life. Um, I, I would begin meeting other Christians at that coffee shop who would mm. just stick out to me. People would invite me over to sit with them. And, and I did have, at this point in time, this was the first time that I was mentored. There was a, there was a gentleman there who, 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 uh, who was a teacher. A Christian guy? Yes. So he was discipling you? Yes. Now, ironically, looking back, uh, he was a universalist, which I thought was interesting. Oh. He, he believed in universal salvation. Hmm. You know, and I never got to have that conversation where like, hey, let's address this. Because at the time, I was, I was fresh out of the womb, right? I didn't know what was going on. I just, I just knew that, that this word was correct. And uh, That's weird. <laughs> that, uh, that's weird that a universalist... Uh, but again, God just working in this. Right. Way. And and God besides that, anybody. right? Yeah. It's funny because I never when he started talking about that, which was very, very rare, I yeah. never understood what he was saying. Yeah. I never caught on to it. And I never remembered. Yeah. But but besides that, like anytime we start talking about other places of scripture, like it, it would it would sink into my mind and he mm. would take the time to explain concepts to me about God's sovereignty and and and, and just oh man, it was it was so life giving. Um, I would do that along with a couple of other new believers, right? God had also brought a couple of other new new Christians uh, under under I wouldn't say the teaching, but the guidance of this man, and mm -hmm. we got to be friends with each other, and, and it, it gave me a, a, an escape because uh, um, I was living at the time again home. The house uh, I, we were renting a house; it was full of drugs, full of full of stuff that you know I, I'll skip over, right? But it was just not; it was a very hostile place to the gospel of God. Yeah. Um, so fast forward. Um, all right, God, what do I do now? What do I do? I'm tired. I'm yeah. tired of making these decisions. Yeah. Like, I can't do it. I clearly don't know what I'm doing, God. What do I, what do, I do? And, and long story short, he, he gives me the, abs the, the guidance to, to join the National Guard. And I think that's, that's weird. Yeah. Like, being a soldier, like, I never considered that. I thought that was silly. I mean, I wasn't opposed to, like, you know, no, no, no army, no war. Yeah, yeah. You know, I never thought that far. But, yeah. but it wasn't something that I, I really uh, considered. Got it. And, uh, you know, okay, I'm doing it. That's it. I said I'd commit to, to you, God, and this is what you want. So who, who, what do I know, right? Clearly what I know doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so I did it. I, I, I left March 2021 to basic training. Um, and, and, man, that was awesome. That was awesome. I, I was finally away from that, that environment, from yeah. the drugs. But not only that, I was doing something that God wanted me to do. Yeah. God wanted me to do this. Yeah. And and it was it was so oh man, you know, reading the Bible, right? It used to be, oh, I gotta read the Bible. Like yeah. like like it's so hard to, to understand sometimes and, and read. 
and sometimes I feel convicted and it was transformed. Mm. It became, oh, thank God, it's time to go to bed. I can finally read the word. Yeah. I can finally lay here in peace even for an hour and just read. Yeah. It transformed my life. I began looking forward to the word. I, I began looking forward to, to, to being with him. Yeah. And my memory started coming back. It, it turns out I, I had been doing drugs for so long at, at this point in my life, prior, prior to this. Um, my, my memory had been sapped. I was like short circuited. My mind was was all over the place. So so scatterbrained and and slowly during this time period, it's like my mind started coming back to me. I, I don't know how to describe it other than yeah. like I could think again. Yeah. It's like I wasn't fully thinking up until that point. I could start yeah. thinking linearly. Yeah, um, transformed me. Uh, I, I was taught a, a trade. Um, not just as being a soldier, but I was also taught carpentry and masonry, which is one of the things that, that was very specific in, in the job that I was going to do in the military. Got it. Um, so I got to learn how to, how to build, which is very neat. Um, I eventually came home uh, September 2021. And, uh, you know, at that point, I, I prayed to God for a job. It's like, all right, God, that was cool. That was awesome. But uh, there's bills to pay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, let's, let's, and at this point I'm still a little, little, I, I'm going to be ignorant until the day I die. Right. But, but at this point I was, I was still like, Hey God, uh, I don't know if, I don't know if you're aware, but, uh, I need a job now, you know, as if he didn't know that. And, um, I, I, so I prayed for a job and for, for a week and a half, I, I just kept asking God for a job. And all I kept getting back was just relax, just relax, just yeah. relax. And I couldn't stand it. I didn't accept it. Yeah. Like, no, but 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 God, what do you mean? Relax. I need a job. Yeah. And a week and a half later, I'd get a phone call. Hey, is this is this Felix Martinez? Yes. It's like, well, pack your bags. You're going to the border. Mm. The border. Oh, okay. I hang up. Oh my God! Like, my job. Hooray! Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, little did I know this this job this opportunity would would transform my life. I asked God for a job and, and he gave me a new life. Yeah. He gave me a family. He gave me a place of rest. He gave me the job, yeah. right? But it wasn't even about the job. The job was just how, how I got there. Yeah. Um, he gave me everything. He gave me everything I needed. And more specifically, he separated me from everything I needed to be away from. Yeah. So you get down to Laredo. Laredo, Texas. Where's that? <laughs> That's exactly what I said. You know, from Laredo. Chicago, I was like, people live down here. <laughs> so you're so you're down here in Laredo, Texas. Uh, uh, God is working you. We see God's sovereign plan moving you from Houston to College Station, now to Laredo, right? Um, so you're here. Tell yes. us, tell us your first encounter, a bridge. All right. So, so going on the old line of thought that, Hey, I, I really, I'm really fond of coffee shops now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I go, I go to Google and I, and I type in coffee shops, Got it. right? I want a place to read at this point. I'm, I'm living in a hotel and, and, uh, man, I want to get out of this hotel room I'm feeling cramped. Um, and I, and I come across uh, bridge ministries and I go, Oh, that's not the name of a coffee shop. What is this? Little did he know. Right? Yeah, and, I, exactly, and, I, right? and I click on it, and I, I come to find out this is a Christian coffee shop and bookstore. And that, that blows my mind. Yeah, it still blows my mind. It blew my mind at the time. It, it blew my mind at the time. It blows my mind even now. Um, it's like, no, no, that's not like, no way. Yeah. You know, that can't be, something's off. So, like, they're, 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 like it wouldn't click in my head, but I, yeah. had to, I had to find out what it was. 
And uh, so I, I went there one day and uh, kept to myself. You know, I got like coffee. I got in the corner and I started reading my own book. Right. Not not speaking to anyone. Because at this point, I'm, I'm fresh in Laredo. I'm in a whole new town. Yeah. Um, I'm in a, a whole new place in my life. Yeah. Like everything's different. I don't even know who I who who I'm. I was still I felt like I was I was being redeveloped into a new person, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, you know, I, I hear there's a lot of guys talking in the back, making noise. This is at the old location. Yeah. And, uh, you know, making I, making noise with what, like theology talk. <laughs> they're, they're talking. Right? They're I, don't, and talking. I don't remember. what. I, I hope so. Right. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. I don't know what they were talking about, oh, okay, but, okay, but okay. I know it was enough to pique my interest. Right. Oh, so okay. I know it was something that that more than likely was the, theological yeah. or or it must have been Christ because otherwise I wouldn't have bothered. Yeah, um, and but I, I would I, hope so. A bridge uh, that happens ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, and uh, and I walked back there, and uh, they're they're doing disciplines of a godly man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's being led by uh, by it would have been uh, James. James 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 yeah, yep. and I pop my head in there, and they go, oh hey, you know, they he he immediately starts talking to me in his in mm-hmm. his very outgoing way, and um, you know, I'm like, oh, what, what's this? And uh, he's like, oh, we're, we're teaching a, a book. You know, you want to sit down and, and, you know, be a part of it? And go, I don't have the book. He's like, there's one right there on the shelf. It's like, well, okay. <laughs> right? It's like, oh, I, can't, I don't want to put, I don't want to say no. And, and yeah. it's a good discussion. So I don't, I don't have any, like, I have no reason to say no. Yeah. yeah. So I do it. And, uh, oh, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Like, I don't, I don't remember what chapter we were on. Frankly, I don't remember what we talked about. I just remember, like, I, I want more of this. Yeah. Wow. And, and from there on, I, I started making uh, all the effort I could to go to, to bridge on a, on a daily, if not weekly basis, yeah. uh, weekly, if not daily basis. And slowly, but surely I, I was, I was developing unconsciously. I, I didn't think I, I thought much of it at the time. I was, I was developing a, a linear, uh, almost systematic way of, of, of understanding the Bible at the time. Yeah. Cause I, how, how are the, I don't mean to cut you off, but how are the people at bridge Steve and another James and other guys that how are they helping you in that journey just there right like and and because I know that speaking for me personally I know that you had a ton of questions but I know that you would interact with everybody there but how is how is the ministry just as a whole helping you in those the way of thinking they were so welcoming yeah they were so welcoming they were they were they were they were people I could depend depend on yeah. people that that I knew weren't going to be very harsh with their words um, that were going to be understanding of you know because this testimony I've, I've shared with you right like that's something I, I feared like people weren't going to understand people yeah. weren't going to want to hear or appreciate and and interacting with everyone at bridge totally usurped my expectations mm-hmm. absolutely like uh, I couldn't believe how how kind and and caring they all were um, not willing, uh, more, more willing, not just to answer my questions, but to, but to be friends with me and invite me out and, and try to get to know me. It wasn't, none of it was superficial. Yeah. I, I felt that it was, it was very genuine and I still believe that uh, it was a very genuine, uh, gen- genuine, uh, every, every interaction was genuine. Yeah. I know that we have, uh, we're, we're getting up at the hour mark, but I feel we can continue <laughs> just a little bit more here. Um, uh, this one pretty fast, by the way. Um, I'm just looking at, looking at a time, but, um, so one of the cool things that just seeing you where you're at right now, um, well, I guess I should ask you that question. 
right now, since uh, coming to Bridge, working, where are you at right now, just in your walk with with Christ? Oh, I'm I'm still wrestling. I'm still wrestling with yeah. God. Right right now, I, I I'm I'm in a in a really really fine struggle with with you know, wanting to do a job that's going to be able to provide security for my future hypothetical family, provide the funds for my future hypothetical family. Right. Yeah. And, and, and at the same time, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I want to serve God. Yeah. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what a, what a call to ministry looks like. I don't know what, it, I don't know what any of it looks like, but I, but it, there's something so right about it that, yeah. that makes everything else seem like, like not worth it. Yeah. And, and I'm really struggling with that. You know, I, I had a moment last night. Uh, uh, I, I think I'm still operating out of, out of a fear, um, not of God in some ways, right? And one of, one of which is trying to provide that security um, that I, I want a safety net. Yeah. Whereas I, that's not always a guarantee when following Christ. Well, your safety net is always in Christ, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I suppose in a, in a worldly sense, right? Yeah, 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 no. But I, but I, but I, I think that we can speak into just what we've seen because we've known you for a couple of years um, from the old location to here. And I definitely have seen just tremendous growth in your walk. Steve, I don't know what you would want oh, to speak into that. Absolutely. I mean, I remember the first encounter. I think I remember you coming in um, initially when you would come in and... Then I remember seeing something on social media. Somebody had posted, I think, with you at Tammy U. You were taking classes at Tammy U, right? No, I was just visiting the you library. Were just visiting the <laughs> library, and I remember you coming into the library and and sharing the gospel, basically, and telling people that it's time to make a choice, make a decision, and the boldness with which you shared the gospel was so was was very convicting actually for me because you know walking into a, a room a library where kids are studying and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ I thought man and I remember sharing that with with my daughter and so that impressed me and then um, subsequent to that getting to know you you know at the ministry and just seeing how you've grown it has been a huge blessing not only to me but to everybody here um to to hear how the lord brought you to salvation and you know the the work that he's been doing in your heart your hunger for the word of god um whatever he ends up leading you to do i know that you are going to be a witness to the good news of jesus christ you know whether that's in full-time vocational ministry or you know, something else. Um, you have just been a huge encouragement to us. And so I'm just, I'm just amazed by, I just love hearing stories like this because yeah. everyone is different. There's yeah. no cookie cutter that. way that God brings somebody to saving faith, you know? And so it's just, I think it's an encouragement to all of us yeah. to know and to people who are not, who have not even come to faith yet to know that, you know, the Lord is going to reach you where you are at. Yeah. When you're his, he's going to, no matter where you're at. And thank you. Yeah. And, and just re, just remember, guys, there are people that are listening out there. You don't need to clean up your act, okay, before coming to Christ. Mm. Like, this is, 
You don't need to be cleaning everything up. Before. You can't. You can't until exactly you come to him. There's a lot of people who think, oh, man, but I got to do this, this, this before I can approach it. No. Just call out to him, right? And his mercy and grace and patience with us, right? I mean, I know I have my own testimony. Yeah, I know Abe right. does. Yeah. You know, in hearing how you had that realization of who Christ is and your need for him, um, but you didn't have it all fleshed out, you yeah. know? And yet you, you were still kind of going back and forth between both worlds, and yet there was that conviction, and God never let you never let you go, never let you down, you know, and just continue to draw you to himself. So, yeah. And for our listeners out there that might be doing discipleship with, with people, you know, this is why we have to be patient. Mm -hmm. You know, the sanctification process of the spirit, you know, is not the same for everybody, Amen. you know, and, and I can say this, uh, just about Felix. He's been, uh, just a tremendous brother, uh, I just love his big smile when I come and say hi to him, you know, and say, Felix, how are you doing? He's like, I'm doing great. Um, and if he's not doing great, he tells me when he's not doing great, which I really appreciate, you know. And uh, he, he, he looks for opportunities to ask questions absolutely. and to grow. That's what I appreciate about him as well. You know, his humility and his willing to, to look to somebody else to, to, uh, to talk about those things, to, to flesh out those difficult topics, you know, and to work through them. Yeah. Especially with men. We don't, we don't like to, we don't, we want to come off all strong and, you know, but, uh, you know, F Felix has been a good example of that. And I know that, you know, he swallows his pride at times when he has to share things that are just not, fun to talk about about mm -hmm. his life but um he's always there like you said he's he's asking the question he asks for help right mm -hmm. he's he's like hey bro how can you help me or hey what are your thoughts on this and and that's really just an encouragement and it's an encouragement for i'm sure you know a lot of guys here are like hey man like there's somebody here asking question like i should be prepared you know to as best as i can it's it's easy in a bookstore because if you don't know, you can easily just point it to a book. <laughs> <laughs> no, let kidding. me get back to you. Yeah, let me it get really you. is an iron sharpening iron relationship that I think all three of us have with Felix and, and God's sovereignty. Um, we actually moved here in the same month, October of 2021, and it feels like ever since then we've been really tight and close. And I mean, I've just had some of the deepest conversations of my life with Felix and it seems like we've been part of a Bible study ever since, you know, spring of last year. And um, like you'll get 100% Felix. You're not mm -hmm. going to get less. You're not going to get someone that's 100% more fake. Like you're, you're going to get an authentic believer when you're talking with Felix. And that's just a huge blessing to have someone like that in your life to pour into you and, and challenge you and even laugh. Felix is funnier than maybe he admits <laughs> he's yeah, he, we've had plenty of laughs with felix yeah he, he is pretty funny but uh but again yeah uh guys just remember that our, our our past before christ is dirty hmm. nasty disgusting you know and it's only christ who can cleanse us and turn us as white as snow right it doesn't define us though it doesn't define us that this, it doesn't i i have a past right and I've shared it with you guys that on the, on, on the podcast many a times, uh, but it doesn't. Hmm. What, what what defines us now? 
who we are in Christ, right? That we're his. Amen. What is it, the chief end of man? Yeah. To glorify God and to, to enjoy him forever. Yeah. Felix, it's been great having you on on Bridge Radio today. But, but before we leave, you know, is there anything that you want to say to uh, our audience, our worldwide audience that might be listening out there, that might be feeling discouraged, might be battling the things that you were battling, that how would you encourage those people? I do want to hear the gospel from Felix. And, oh, and that's yeah. what I want to share. Then then go ahead and share the good news, Felix, to our worldwide audience. Thank you. Um, so the gospel is the good news. But what is the good news? Jesus Christ, the Son of God, lived a perfect life. He was born of a virgin, and he was sinless. He had temptation like any other man, but he did not fall to it. He lived a perfect life, and yet was still sacrificed by God on the cross to pay the price for the death that we have because of our sin. Because of his ultimate sacrifice, our belief in him, he, he changes us. He transforms us. He saves us. He gives us life where we, we did not have life. And the good news is that that, that opportunity to, to, to have that is, is in front of everyone, is in front of every single person alive. Um, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I believe that's Romans ten thirteen, and it's absolutely true. Um, it's a gift from God, and uh, I would plead with anyone listening, um, if these are, if you're if you're hearing something, right, that that is is beckoning you, you know, call upon God, come out of the darkness, and into eternal life, hmm. into His hands, and and it's <laughs> there are no regrets. There's no turning back. There's, there's nowhere else to go. This is, this is life. Amen. Amen. Christ is life. Christ is the only way. Well, Felix, thank you for coming on. Uh, well, we'll see each other. So <laughs> every day here, but, uh, but I'm really excited what the Lord is doing in your life and, uh, you know, just keep serving him and glorifying him and everything that you do. Amen. Thank you. We hope you're. We hope you stay around Laredo for a while. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I'm drinking the tap water. I love this place. <laughs> nice. Don't drink too much of it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this week's episode with Felix Martinez and our testimonial mm. uh, episode. Uh, Steve, TD, what did what did you think about that? Thoughts. Well, I mean. After hearing his testimony a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. uh, sitting around a campfire, I thought, man, we got to get this on a podcast mm -hmm. and share it with some other people because I just think it's a powerful testimony. And I just love, again, like I shared, I love to see how God is just so patient and gracious towards us and drawing mm -hmm. him to himself. You know, it's not like a, a one time, okay, here's your opportunity. And if you screw this up, you're done. You know, Shazam. He just... Uh, continued to draw Felix to him and opened his eyes and uh, gave him the eyes to see and the, the ears to hear and the heart to understand, you know, and so we praise him for that. And, and even after that, there continued to be 
a time when uh, he continued to to uh, to struggle a lot with sin, like we all do. Yeah. But uh, the Lord just continued to draw him to Himself, and I just I love things that remind me of God's mercy and grace because I know that it's only because of that that I'm I'm here. So I want yeah. to be reminded of that. Yeah, nothing. No, I was just gonna say nothing to the cross I bring. Simply to the cross I cling, and mm-hmm. you can see that in, in Felix's testimony and just the patience of the Lord with him. And even now, you know you see him leading and, and discipling, uh, mentoring other people as far as just his maturity level for, I think, 22, 23. He's very spiritually mature, and you can see that it's evident, and it's it's outside of Sunday. And just to see him um, grow from fall of 21 to uh, summer 23 is, is a huge difference. And even just in my own walk for having a brother like Felix being challenged in, in different ways and um I want to repeat this quote he said. He actually said it to me on Tuesday night, but I'm glad the podcast got to hear it. He said, I asked God for a job, but he gave me a family, a place of rest, and everything I needed, and also everything I needed to be away from. Hmm. And it's simply because Felix chose to cling to the cross, and, and he's still doing that. And it's very evident in his walk. And and I mean, if you want to know what, what it looks like to be a disciple who just follows his rabbi, I mean, just look at Felix and... Obviously, I know Felix wouldn't say that arrogantly, but he would say that humbly. He's just trying to pursue hmm. Christ, and it's it's contagious Amen. because it's it's contagious in our community. And I think one thing that he didn't really we talked about earlier, but didn't really get an opportunity to talk too much about was that gospel mm-hmm. uh, reality is something that we experience right now. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not yeah. just something that we have to look forward to in eternity, yeah. but when when we come to know Jesus Christ and uh, put our trust in him and have that experience of new life. It's a reality. It's an exe- existential reality for us now that that allows us to live like we were created to live mm-hmm. because we have a relationship now with the living God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for, again, these we do these testimonies, testimony, and I really appreciate uh, everything that uh, Felix shared with us today. Uh, but I do want to... I do want to remind everybody that this story is all about Christ mm-hmm. and what Christ and God has done for Felix. Because mm-hmm. this is, it is a, it is what Felix adored, but this is what God has done for Felix for us. And that's, that's what I love about testimonies because they're all different. Mm-hmm. And they're, and, and to just see, just God move the pieces of time within Felix's life as he is working in him and moving him from different locations, different parts to bring him down here and where he, where he's at, as we know, Felix, uh, right now, as he's a a bridge family and he he comes in here and, and and what the Lord will continue to do for his rest of his life, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, Felix is uh, uh, was in seminary this past fall. Um, you know he is currently dating a Christian girl, uh, and everything in his life is all about Christ. Mm-hmm. Not in perfection, we know that, right? Because we all struggle. But he he wants to glorify and honor God and everything, and that is cool to see. And this is why Bridge is here. This is why Bridge is here. Absolutely, and it exists, is that. 
again, this is just a place where we just come together and fellowship, right? And then we go out. Felix, Felix attends. Uh, he has uh, attends a church right now, and it's being discipled, it's being fed, right? And this is what Bridge does. You know, we come together here, but man, we send them out to the churches. Yeah, absolutely. But in here, we're fellowshipping the things that we do uh, to to um, just come together as a community, drink some coffee, talk theology, do Bible study, learn, grow so that we can take those back to our churches and multiply that, make more disciples, right? Uh, again, the story that we heard when he was sitting in the discipline of a godly man was a outcome of discipleship, mm-hmm. right? Challenging another brother to take that step to disciple other brothers. Mm-hmm. And now he's leading a book study with the local church body. Again, you just see what God is doing in his life. That is awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this week's episode again. Uh, please don't forget to uh, follow us on Apple, Android, Google, Stitcher Radio. And please visit our website at bridgebinlaredo.org. And we're also on Spotify. And again, guys, like we always like to end the show, what is your only comfort in life and in death that I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ? Till next week. See you.